0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Outside Voice Studios podcast. I'm your host, Bo Spencer. Today on the show, we've got one of my good friends, Rich Gaudier. He is a creative director, he's an urban philosopher, a writer, a visual artist. Uh, he's just an all around badass human. So, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, grateful to be here. Absolutely, man. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I've been trying to get you on here for a while. Um, I met you at the same time that I met Alonzo at Comic Con down in San Diego. And it's funny, man, I only met you guys one time and hung out with you for a couple of hours, but have been able to keep, like, correspondence with you over several years, man. And I think that that comes just from likewise thinking, you know. I like I like the way that you think. I like the way that you create. So I'm excited to get into this and to talk to you a little bit, man.
1: Yeah, I agree as well, um, you know. um, you know frequencies that you know we have that similar frequency so we naturally have that attraction and you know we've always been in that realm where we've had this natural admiration so i'm excited to be here
0: yeah yeah so let's uh let's kick it off man i was uh i was just looking at your instagram tell me about the wall collective
1: So, The Wall Collective, it's a San Diego-based artist collective. It was actually started by some students at the Art Institute of San Diego, um, Joseph Mustin and um, Christian Flores. They started The Wall Collective in, I believe, 2015. And um, they started really doing shows in the community around 2016, 2017. I came on board in 2017, which was last year, and started doing shows with them. Um, I started um, just contributing in different ways, um, mostly as a a creative director. Um, um, I'm currently in school doing live sound audio, so... I was working with uh, Christian with the uh, audio, but I'm also an artist. So I was working with Joseph with the um, just like um, um, obtaining artists, searching for new artists, searching for new venues, things of that nature. So. Um,
0: That's awesome. So when you look yeah. for new artists, what do you look for?
1: Well, for me, it's just like a resonance. It's just a resonance of the person. Because I mean, the art is one level of it, but what we are attracting is a vibe. Um, a vibe where you can come to an art show, you can actually talk to the artist, um, talk to them about their process. They can tell you a little bit about the piece, and um, so I feel like whenever I meet people who are artists, I like to sit down and see who they are before I even see their work. And most of the time, I can tell who has dope work just by the conversation. Like, you know, it's like, man. I know that this conversation is going to transfer into some, you know, beautiful artistic pieces, and it's usually the case almost every single time. So,
0: absolutely, um,
1: yeah, that's that's basically, you know, I, and you know, I, I don't. When I say look for new artists, um, it's not like I actively seek them. It's just uh, part of the process of life where you're just meeting new beings every day, and we're attracting that vibe, right? I feel like just because I I leave the house as an artist as a creator. Every third person I run into will be a creator just because that's the frequency that I'm constantly on
0: absolutely so, absolutely that's a fascinating subject, you know the art and then the artist i
1: was I was talking about um I did this paper on this guy, what was his name um he's not a very well known painter, but they said he's from france and he's and they said the reason why he's not as well known is because he he has no controversy, he doesn't have a lot of like um, social, like, um, accolades and things like that, even though his, and so, like, basically his art got lost in, like, the translation of times, because it does go back to, like, who was doing it, you know, like, the Picassos, the Salvador Dalis of the time that had, like, something that was going going on behind the art, but at the same time, it's, um you know, we're reprogramming ourselves like as we go through this process you know like um a great teacher told me um to break the rules is to know the rules first and Mm. once you know the rules you can break the rules and so Mm. we're going through these processes you know and even the things that we think that we're you know self-learning it's still like we're learning some concept so that we can rewire and restructure it in a way that makes sense best for us and that to me is really art like trying to go through that process constantly right trying to evolve your art like you know um break it down to just like rebuild it back up
0: absolutely i mean this is fascinating i'm loving this conversation already but um i'm reading a book called steal like an artist and from the cover i was like no way man fuck that Artists don't steal (laughs) (laughs) but then (laughs) i opened it up and it, it 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 presented me with that conversation or that argument of art and then the artist as separate beings. And now, I mean, it's still like an artist. It's every artist took from somewhere and not disrespectfully it's like looking up at who your mentors were you learn from them collectively what you just said that you learned from your teacher you you, that's in your mind every day that is in your soul's treasure box so that you walk around with that with you every day so that changes the way that you see things like you were saying the frequency man you walk out of the house an artist every day and it's all about frequency the the people on the outside are a lot more interested in the process than the art a lot of times and sometimes more interested in the process than the person who is you know the process but they get so wrapped up in what artist is creating what there's a lot of ah the art industry man it's really tricky it's really funny you know it's open for um a lot of criticism and you know everybody's opinion is different which is great because there's so much art and there's always something out there for someone but being an artist it's very funny now I mean I'm dropping some prints today in a couple hours actually but uh to be the person that I'm the artist, but I'm also trying to afford living as an artist, you know, and still be able to create. So I have to market and I have to think about things differently and as a business sometimes. So then you look at the art industry and the business even separately than the art itself, you
1: know. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I completely understand. And, you know, and it's a very conflicting place to be an artist in a business, you know, because the business is so much on the adulting side, whereas the artist, the inner, the child. You Absolutely. Know? So it's, they're on completely ends of the spectrum. So you have to, like, really confront um this, this conflict um, head on when going through it. But there's also a very beautiful place there too when you um, overcome such adversities because it's just a, um, it's the temple that you're setting for the rest of your life. You've overcome one adversity, now you're gonna, like you're basically building yourself to overcome other adversities. And that's the beauty of the process. Um, you know, there's always a beauty in the process. It's up to us to find that beauty, you know, and um, I, I try to do that as much you know, even with my own art, um and try not to criticize, just be the witness, you know sometimes they're just like pieces that are just passing through, um, you know, and other times they're they're just brilliant and so much brilliance that you, you know, I've had paintings that I couldn't possibly sell because I knew that I painted it from my own frequency. Like I need to see this, like yes. I painted it for me. Absolutely. Right. So, and knowing that the difference between, okay, I know I, I, I need to sell some of these, you know, the whole, you know, bringing income in. So, you know, which ones am I willing? And I start to lose that focus of which ones I painted for myself. And which ones I painted for others Yes, um, because I feel like every single one of them I paint for something that I'm trying to see. So I feel like all of them I painted to myself. Some I like more than others, but... Um yeah it's it it goes back to that frequency when you see every single piece of art even like the art i've gotten from you i can like see the frequency at which you created the art the piece that you were like which you like i could see like there was so much energy even in like the the last one i got which was mostly like triangles but in different ways and i'm just looking at the layers and it's just like um it's just a, a different kind of it's like almost like education. It's like some kind of like you start asking questions, critical thinking, like it's like that's the frequency that you
0: are instilling by putting that in the world. Like people only see the finished product or the work in progress. They don't necessarily see the starting point. And when you talk about you've got pieces that you did for you and that you don't necessarily want to sell. It's really interesting because I'll be doing a painting for myself and then I'll post a work in progress shot and then I'll have five uh, direct messages about asking about the price or, you know, inquiring to buy it. And then it's like, well, damn, I wasn't planning on selling this, but you're making a nice offer. So, all right. And it sucks sometimes because there's paintings that you do that you like. You know, yeah. I like for myself, I want to see that. And when I started off painting four years ago, man, not started off painting, but like as a career, I left my, I left my nine to five job and was like, fuck it, I'm an artist from now on. When I did that, I said, I'm not painting anything that I wouldn't hang in my own house. Mm, yep, there it is. You know, and any yeah. it, it, it's... the. I think that that's how I've managed to stay true to myself yet have a very, uh, uh, diverse, because like you you were talking about the, one of the pieces that you have, the triangles, the geometrics that I've been working on. And it's, it's that it's, you said it's it's like an education that makes you ask questions. Well, that goes back to the process, you know. Shit, one day you'll spill a glass of wine on a canvas, and the way that it just splatters, it's like okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this canvas a different way because of that. You learn that's uh, that's the thing about art that I absolutely love, man. Um, so tell me about your art a little bit. So is it what's your medium? So
1: right now. Okay, so art for me is it's it's very vague. I, I have like a, like if you would see like my working area, it's pretty um, it's pretty out there. I'm I'm not gonna lie. My primary medium right now is um, I'm working on film. Um, I haven't done any um, painting. For about, I would say, a couple weeks now. Last thing I worked on was, um, I painted uh, a Frida Kahlo on wood on this wood I found in the alley, and that was another one of those pieces. It came out so good that I was like, man, th- I painted this for me. I knew, I knew I did. Yeah. You know, it's- you know, and I just didn't have, like, it just was like a process, and I painted a parrot on her shoulder, and I named the parrot, and me and the parrot became friends, I was like, bro, I couldn't tell you if I wanted to, like, right. you know, so there's a whole, like, you know, like, this, like, relationship I have with this painting, um, and, in, in the process they're in, and I feel like, even selling it would be selling short the process. So um, it's kind of like a healing thing when I look at it as well. But um, for me, um, yeah, I've been doing more film um, than anything. Uh, I've been doing a lot of curation, bringing artists together. But, yeah, I haven't really done a lot of – but I would say – oh, I'm I'm lying. I've done some collaging. I've been doing a little bit of collaging. That's been kind of psychedelic. Uh, just kind of um, – you know, a little bit like you, just putting images together to push the brink, um, have people thinking, um, you know, why these images, why these words, Um, you know, or just like, you know, because all art is subjective to, you know, the person who's viewing it, so, you know, it it does, like, it's kind of a bridging of gap, because, you know, two different people can see the same thing and perceive two different images, so... You know, it's almost like a like a, a, a cultural service, like a, a community service, like, you know, it's like mm. um, so like but at the same time, it's like when you figure out what art is or what you think art is, you, you realize what it can be. in as a tool, as a medium, um, and, as a, a way of expression, as a therapy um to heal you and others and yeah so um the way of like i really like i found a really good groove is just and this is just my own particular workflow it's just um i, I like to do several pieces at a time i'm with and you just,
0: i'm the and, exact and same way flow with it right yeah it's just like
1: I, I can do something here come back it's like um if you go and buy perfume or cologne and then you get the coffee beans in between and then they reset your palate so you mm. can smell the next one yeah right so like you get a break from that and then you go to
0: somewhere else that's the coffee beans they're going somewhere else and I like know. that for me it's being able to exercise different thoughts that I have or different inspirations that I have yes. you know and to yes. get that out
1: and that and that really is, is is getting you know really good brain cognition as well. It's like you know like the brain is active, is being active. There's no repetition. You know you're switching, but at the same time you're able to see growth. And um, it's it's just a very fun process to me personally. I love so, it when i moved here i'm basically moved to like a place that's like a third of the size in which i had which i had to get rid of a lot of stuff i had to really downsize i had to change my whole way of, of life you know to a minimalistic lifestyle just because you know and i realized in this process process too how much materialistic stuff even if we're ne- even not not really about that life like, as Americans, how much stuff we just compact, and I'm like, wow, like, you know, so now I went from, like, a 2,400 square foot house to, like, a 600 square foot uh, apartment, all right, so it's, like, okay, like, what do I need, um, my closet's, like, you know, basically, like, you know this is very small so i have to like change my wardrobe like you know so and for me that's never been a problem because none of that degrades my art none of that takes away from what i can do as a creator so that's where i just like i don't know it's like it's like part of the ego death um process where you start to shed things that no longer serve you absolutely have no value to you anymore and so mainly i would say about a third of my house now is art and art supplies and just like art like because that's what i felt was most important for me and expressing myself and um yeah but I you know i've also i'm really 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 into writing i've been doing screenplays and um directing films i'm directing my first film in june out here in san diego and for an artist who's a local artist out here his name is imagine and he wanted a music video but with a more of a short film kind of vibe to it not like a music video so i wrote a shot list um i pitched it to him he loved it i reached out to a guy out here who's a videographer filmographer and um we sat down we talked some numbers we pitched it to them they loved it and so we're going to put it together and so we're going to shoot the whole thing in one day it's going to take about nine hours and i've been spending a lot of time just like working on the fine details um of everything um with the casting um and all the equipment we'll need and stuff like that um and also um we've also just like um started doing other venues in san diego so We're at um, about three different... The Wall Art Show is at three different um, uh, venues here in San Diego. One is El Camino, which is a really, really dope vibe. If you ever have a chance to come down to San Diego, um, check it out. It's just a super cool venue. Um, And the other one is called U31, which is in North Park, which is like... It's probably... I would say North Park is the part of San Diego that is more like... It's more like like our vibe, our age like demographic, like twenty one to thirty one, our artistic creators, thinkers, like people who are not from San Diego but love this so much they stayed as evolved so much that since I've been here, you know, I started out doing music and just caught the art bug and started painting about three, four years ago. So it really was just like a real process. But it was also me expressing myself like as a creator and not being limited to um, any kind of medium and, well, I you know, think that
0: that's I, I so important. It. I think that that's really important, especially uh it, you know I'm primarily a painter, but I've got the podcast, so i'm try I'm working on becoming a conversationalist. I yes. write as well I've got my journal trying to and I read constantly you know I think that it's good to sharpen you know to spin as many plates as you can, you know be <clears throat> it, you know wear many hats and uh, i' I'm really interested to see your film um and to maybe like read some of your writing i've just gotten the youtube channel a couple months ago and i'm trying to put together i'm working with victor lewis who's a great uh photographer he's a great guy he's been helping me out a lot um but we're working on building an aesthetic you know and not just posting videos to post videos uh videos that almost have that tarantino-esque feel you know, yes, where it, yes, it, it it tells a story throughout it even if I'm not speaking directly to the camera. Which is also what you wanna do through writing, you know, you wanna you wanna take people on kind of a a journey, let them see what you're seeing, uh without speaking directly to them, you know, because then that separates that puts up that, that fourth wall, you know, in acting. Um but yeah, I'm fascinated to hear more about your, uh, your writing and, and this film that's coming out, man. When, when do you guys think that you're going to have that done?
1: Um, so we're going to shoot it June 18th. Um, it's going to probably take about three weeks of editing. So we'll probably shoot for like the 4th of July, the second week of July, something like that. And that's when we'll probably just probably put a, throw it up on YouTube.
0: Nice, man. Nice. That's great. I was in L.A. Uh, last weekend for one of my friends, Kipto. He just dropped a short film on YouTube, and he's got a ton of followers on there. You know, it's... It's crazy when that can become a, uh, when social media becomes a business, man. And, you know, going back to that whole business thing, when it comes to art and business, it doesn't always mix even music and stuff like that. I listened to a Joe yeah. Rogan podcast and he had Steven Tyler on and they were talking about how awful the music industry is. You know, you said that you used to make music. I, I made a little bit of music when I was 18, 19 and, you know, was writing uh, lyric song ly- lyrics all through college. But uh, the industry, that was a business I just didn't want to get into the music industry is notorious for just fucking over artists and stealing people's shit and especially nowadays you've got the spotify's you've got all the i mean so the question that i want to get to is you've got art you've got business and now social media and the internet do you think that social media has helped or hurt um the art industry and the artist so
1: I, I think there's, I think it's a 5050 thing. It's helped in a way that now you've eliminated um, you curators, um, middlemen, where you basically given the artist a platform to go directly to source, directly to source. Um, And now that, you know, the artist doesn't have to pay a business to display their art or um, some website to put it on their site or, you know, they can just utilize hashtags and ways to really gain uh, organic following. On the contrary, um, there is no accountability on the Internet. So if I steal your work. Right. And I go and reproduce it in a small town in Idaho that mm. really doesn't have a lot of Internet. Mm. And I'm selling your prints in Idaho. Who's the, who's to the no? know? That's
0: the a say? huge problem right now, man, right? in the street like, art world. I mean, you see Shepard Fairey knockoffs, Banksy knockoffs, Tristan Eaton everywhere. knockoffs everywhere, man, especially in other countries, man. These guys I've seen on their Instagram, they're traveling to Thailand and walking past the shop and seeing their shit hanging
1: i come from a place of love if i could give all my art away for free and still maintain my lifestyle i would
0: i am with but, you 110 you know, you know percent, so man
1: it's like wow like you that like they loved what i did so much like you know what i'm saying if they like,
0: went out and reproduced it, it. yeah and You and you know and they it, it was just like wow you know
1: so i would feel i would i really feel blessed if that if that happened just because i mean you know there are people who like they'll
0: buy work and then you Never put it up anywhere. Throw it in the storage somewhere. Oh, you know? I hate but that. They, they, I hate they have that. People who can't afford the real thing, you know, people who have
1: replica Picasso posters and Frida Kahlo posters because they can't afford the real thing, and that's as close as they're ever going to get to the real thing. But it's the frequency, even at that, that print. You know, you you have prints. Yeah, so, well, you know, it it gives people it gives people the opportunity to you know really. Um, get the frequency in a way that they didn't. On the contrary, with the internet, though, it also gives pirates access to that same industry without any you know repercussions,
0: yeah. Well, to touch on the prints for a second, that's exactly why I've been doing the prints, and that's why I price my prints. These ones that I'm dropping, the first ones that I dropped the first series was $20 for 9x12, and these ones are $30 for 12x18. Super nice paint, super nice print. I'm embossing. uh, I've got an embossing stamp that I hit them with. Hand number, hand sign. You know, and it's I see other artists selling their prints for like a couple hundred bucks, and you're like, Jesus Christ, man! What kind of art fans do you have? You know, like who can yeah. afford that? And I'm, <clears throat> I'm at that. I I would consider myself. I guess emerging. I mean, if I'm, if I had to look at things in an LA sense, uh, I've, I've definitely done some work, but I'm not at that level where I'm prepared to start selling work for an incredible amount. I have my canvas pieces on my website that are priced, which I think fairly, and that's the, and, those prices are the prices that I have to set so that I don't feel bad after I get that after I get rid of that painting because that shit haunts me. I've got paintings that I've lost I've got paintings that you know I've sold for super cheap i mean i I spent my days on Venice Beach Boardwalk just trying to make enough money for a burger and a beer, you know, and sometimes you end up selling some of your greatest shit is gone, you know, like some of my greatest sketches are on the back of high school test papers and uh, there's no telling where those are at but. Um, so be having to think about it, uh, I want everyone to have my art, you know, I want I want it to be accessible for people, and that's one yeah. thing that I think that Instagram, social media has helped me out with, is just being accessible to people, like you said, hashtags, tagging galleries that would, in real life, I might never have an opportunity to visit, or they might never see my work, well, here I have the opportunity of at least tossing that shot in the dark, you know?
1: Exactly, because before you would probably need some kind of credentials, whereas now you're letting the art speak for itself. You know, um and that's that's what it's really about. Um I had a teacher at the art institute tell me that basically the days of A and R's and all of those those days are dead because the social media, like now, you know, most businesses they go straight to social media when they're trying to scout new talent. Um, whether it be um uh, in the singing, acting, or even in... You know, Look at that little
0: kid, out. that little country uh music kid yep. that just blew up. <laughs> what is he, 9, 11 years old? Yep. He he just blew up and was doing Coachella. I love that yep. kid, man. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And he got an endorsement deal from Walmart. You know yeah. that's big money.
1: Yeah, for real, for real But You know, he, that's how he started. You know, it's that, good they put him on and shit. You know, Walmart, they've been trying to change their image anyway. So they need, you know, all the good publicity they could
0: get. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking back i think that soldier boy was the first like recording artist that had actually taken the internet by storm and it was with myspace i think this is how mm-hmm. showing my age right now a little bit but yeah uh and he was the first one i don't know what he's doing now or if he's making music but that guy used the internet you know and you've you've even you've got other artists isn't chance the rapper under his own label or independent mm-hmm. you know and even
1: independent he- releases uh the chance three through, through tune which is basically a independent platform you could just sign up 50 bucks and release a whole album on itunes well I that's
0: know. the great thing that the internet has given us artists is the opportunity to take back our own worth and our own value and our own you know we can do it ourselves that's why i've got ovs that's why i've got the podcast for me, at least, OVS is, it's kind of like the umbrella for us all, you know? If you've got a show that's coming up, holler at me, man. I'll promote it, you know? I want OVS to be a collective of creatives, you know? I want us all to be here for each other. I want us all to be able to work with each other. And um, that's thats what I think the art world is. Um, and the internet, how they're kind of colliding right now, because it has given us the chance to say, "Fuck it, we'll do our own shit i, I don't need a gallery i'll buy a website and do my own thing, or i'll open my own gallery you know or i'll st- i'll host my own art shows you know it it's It's given us the chance to uh to to be the curator and the event coordinator and the artist and you know the label and and all of that. I think it's kind of powerful, but it's, uh, it's also diluted um, yeah. us a little bit, you know? Because you get yeah. people that are doing things for the wrong reasons, I feel. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and
1: that, that goes back to the frequency, being able to detect the frequency, right? When knowing, being able to um, understand the intentions and not only what you're trying to do, but deciphering if somebody's on that same frequency as you, um or, if they are going in a in a different direction, you know sometimes we as people we're like, Well, I like these things about them but you know, ignoring some of the other things and you know we end up in these situations, but that's what growth is. you know, we keep growing as human beings, we go through these experiences and um and through every experience you know we're offered growth, so um you know that's the beauty of of the life we live in right now,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So, kind of 50-50 on the social media, hurt or helped artist. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Because I
1: can, I can honestly...
0: I can argue both ways, yeah. Exactly, because I, I mean... Well, and that's something. Know. Just write that, you know, being able to argue both ways or being able to think, see a situation from both sides. I think that the world needs a lot more of that. You know, we yeah. got to be able to see things from each other's perspectives where where is this person coming from what have they gone through what's their day been like you know and 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 vice versa it's got a uh with that which brings me to the next question have you seen the uh this is america childish gambino video yes i have man i love that video love the song i love gambino ever since camp you know i've been rocking with him since what was that heartbeat was his first song one of his Mm -hmm. first drops But uh, so how do you feel? Tell me some of your reactions whenever you first saw that video. I thought
1: it was. I thought it was beautifully done. I was like, really, like that was like the only thought I had was just like, wow, like you know, because there was just like so much download that I tried not to decipher any of it at first and just accept it as an artistic piece. Yes. Um. You know, and and it was just like wow, and I had to really go back because I'm such a like I scan things like I'm a very um, I'm not gonna say detail. I pay attention to alternate details. Is
0: is more than you're always more. looking for the Easter egg. Mm-mm, yeah, there's some,
1: some there's something else going. On, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Saying something else, but you know it's it's it just was. I I thought it was very masterfully done as far as like okay. Um, how can I put as, these this amount of images in this amount of time without wasting time or wasting images or wasting you know and it's, and that's what I mean like everything was basically there was nothing that was overkill. It was just like very well timed
0: and it had a very good aesthetic about it. Um, Yeah, that was amazing. I think it was amazing, man. And even, you know, how he was dancing, some people would see some of the moves as feminine, but he would bring it back to a masculine place. And it's almost like he was tongue in cheek doing those other moves. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I really. I appreciated the comedy of it, you know, because Gambino, he's always going to figure out that funny way to twist it. And, uh, I, yeah, it's one of the... He made me think, you know. There was a lot, like you're saying, there's a lot to download. That was a powerful video. There was a lot going on there. And then to just listen to the lyrics and listen to the song without the video is a completely different experience, you know?
1: hmm And that's, I mean, honestly, that's that's what it's about. And he, I, I was um, listening to him. He was, like, saying how he hasn't uh looked at any of the uh, people breaking down the video because he basically was like he was just too sensitive to do that because if he would have saw one it would have caused this like so he for him personally he'd rather not do it so it made me think it was like okay so what would be the intention the intention would be to make people critically think in this way okay so um there was just like a lot you know and then there was, I think, some, even with the guns, you know what I'm saying? Like, the conversation, like, why, how did he, was so, he's so easily able to access guns, right? Like, yeah. oh, wow, he just shot up, oh, we're so desensitized. We didn't even realize he just shot up a choir, which is the same thing that this guy shot up a church last year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. showing you how, in like three
0: minutes, how desensitized you are. It's really, it's really amazing. You know what
1: I'm saying? It's like, this was art.
0: Really amazing. And
1: I mean, on another end, you can go and say, wow. Um, Then you got conspiracy theorists that are like, see how easy all of this stuff can be orchestrated. He just showed us. And there's there's an argument for that side, too. Like, you know, but I mean, there's just so many ways you can go with it. But I think that is the point. That is the point. You know, when you're able to basically put something and it creates this bomb effect right like what about this what happened with this i don't know I, it makes that is the point that is the point the point is to instill that way of thinking because guess what happens after the thinking somebody tries to reproduce something based on that energy that they receive from that that's going to be equal equally as great
0: or even greater than what he produced well, yeah, I think that I think Gambino, he's amazing, man. His work on Atlanta too. I love that show. And the guy who directed that "This Is America" is the director from Atlanta. Is that his? Now I heard that him and his brother were both writers on that show. On, on Atlanta, yeah, yeah. Um, I think his name is uh, I think Hero or something like that. Okay.
1: Um, and he's the he's the guy who directs Atlanta. Okay. And he also directed "This Is America," which I was like, that makes sense because when would he have time to film this?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Like, I love the yeah. aesthetic too. I love like the old '90s cars. Well, yeah, I like, want to touch on this, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I gotta ask you, what's up with Kanye, man? What do you think? What are um, your thoughts? I, he's, a, he's, he's a fucking thinker, man. Yeah. He's a thinker, and
1: you know, honestly, I re- it's just like. Fucking, like, how many people turning their back on Jesus Christ and then <laughs> Jesus got crucified? Not everybody loved Jesus, right?
0: Yeah, well... We going through this, this same place with Kanye. Well, and Jesus wasn't a Christian. Nobody <laughs> knows that. Nobody <laughs> knows that. No disrespect Buddhist. to Jesus You're or Christianity. but yeah,
1: I always say that, but I, I, for the sake of not arguing
0: with yeah, God, i will be
1: like, you know, Jesus is
0: a Buddhist, right? Like, yeah, I, was yeah. Like, trying to teach Buddhism. What's yeah, like it's crazy. But, no, I, um... I will always encourage free thought and free speech. I will always encourage free thought, um free speech. That's something that we get kind of tricky on because I don't believe that hateful speech. You know, um I believe comedy is great jokes are great you should be able to say whatever the hell you want and if it's a joke as long it's all about intent it all comes back to intent you know if your intention is to make a, a person laugh lighthearted, with no no malice or no animosity behind it that's great but the second that you start saying things like i don't know man not to get political for a second but everything that trump says man i can't really i can't really get along with a lot of the shit that he says a lot of the things that he does hey man he's he's getting some things done in office that's the argument from the other side that and again i will always try and hear both sides of the argument so yeah he's getting some shit done i don't like the things that he says i don't like the i don't like how he uses the platform or abuses the platform you know but kanye it's it's the same way and if trump can be in office why the fuck can't kanye you know And and i think
1: that's what he's trying to prove at this point because he does and you know the things he's been doing especially on twitter has been like Um, Like the shit, he just he just released this picture of the UN's goals of these goals they set. It was like 15 goals they created in 2015. They published, and it was like very beautiful like things that they were trying to accomplish. And he and basically these were all things that basically Donald Trump was the opposite of everything he ran his campaign on, like climate control equality um, like things are like you know what i'm saying like and it's like wow so he's in there and you know i know he like he's trying to make this point from a buddha perspective like i love donald trump i don't agree with everything he says it does but i can still love him yeah. and that's like what the buddha is supposed to do learn to love those people like when you learn to love people that you feel you shouldn't they don't deserve your love that is intelligence. Yeah. That is called intelligence. Learning to love
0: even somebody who you feel is not worthy of your love. Empathy, compassion. Those are both very important human traits that I think that we're lacking a little bit or that we've, like you were saying, desensitized, man. I -hmm. think it's amazing that you can turn on TV and watch people get shot up all day. But the second that you have a conversation about sex or sexuality, oh, well, then there's taboo things. You can't talk about that at the dinner, dinner table. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? No wonder there's so many School shootings. And speaking of which, there was a school shooting today in um in I think it was Santa Fe in Texas. Um yeah, eight eight. Uh, I I want to say it was a high school, but eight children have passed away. I mean, goodness, man, it's it's gotten really strange when our kids can't be safe at school or are afraid of school, and it's and. Th- but see, it's, look at it from this
1: perspective too. These places where they happen in, they're happening, those are the those are like. The places where
0: not the most progressive places, Texas, places, yeah, Florida, yeah, right. Well, I lived it's in a, Florida, man. Florida is a savage state, dude. It is it, the wild west. It, and, it's,
1: and, and you know, and the gun laws are equally appropriate as, as as what you just said. Like you know, and that's the crazy thing. Like the and because these are the places that need the dialogue the most,
0: yes. But they're the ones that are are not willing to have it at all, yeah.
1: But these are the places where, you know, it's it's constantly happening and there's constant connections to it. But, you know, it's just like, I mean, honestly, after the whole, like, uh, Sandy Hook with the babies, like, I was like, what has to happen for us to have this conversation? Like,
0: it's It's insane.
1: And so it's like, well, if they're not having a conversation with babies, I don't know.
0: Maybe if we start showing some aliens getting killed, on t- I don't know. Man, I don't know. And here's here's what here's what the thing is for me. I'm from Kentucky. I was raised around firearms, shooting rifles, you know. I, I was, you know, taught as a young man gun safety, you know. And it goes back to education on a lot of things. Um, I was taught gun safety, how to use and how not to use a gun, how to clean a weapon, you know, and it's uh, phew, there's none of that going on, man. There's <clears> there's the, it's like easy access and well, it's an industry, billion dollar industry. Yeah, well, check this out, man. Every time that there's a shooting, AR 15s go up another hundred bucks. It, it's it's insane. We I uh, I mean. I don't know. Well, see, being from Kentucky, I was raised around rifles. Sure, we had pistols, you know, but AR-15s, AK-47s, those are guns for war. Those are meant yeah, for killing people. I don't think that regular U.S. citizens should be able to have an AR-15 and hollow tip ammo, you know, incendiary rounds, bump stocks, body. On- I mean, what the fuck are we doing? And if you're so afraid of your country that you've got to stock up ammo and shit like that, man, I don't. I, we need to check some it. it mental state it's mental health dude um ah, there's so many different directions to go with that conversation i think it's super disappointing and i think it's vicious cycles that we're all stuck in man and i think that you know when the constitution was written they had single shot rifles they didn't have semi-automatic and fully automatic weapons so it's a completely different you know it, it, it's a difference yeah. between a pug and a pit bull, man. Those are, yeah, they're both dogs, and yeah, you can own both of them. But th- there's one of them you're gonna have to feed a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, this is
1: a good point, though. Real good
0: points. I don't know and check this out man you can go get a driver's license you've got to you've got to go through a test to get a driver's license <laughs> you can go down to the liquor store and buy as many bottles of alcohol uh, you know as much alcohol as you want and drink yourself to death there's no training on drinking either they tell you to drink responsibly well what does that mean you know what especially not they, they, drinking training. there's not a calculator to calculate your your body mass index oh how much you're drinking in in what span have you eaten today blah blah, blah. you know that that's that's how you drink responsibly if you're gonna sit there and fucking calculate everything, but otherwise, fuck that, I'm gonna have a couple beers or I'm gonna, but you, you can still go by that with no training. And you can go, and, you can put laws on anything, but even if there's laws on something, that doesn't mean that it's inaccessible, you know? Guns are gotten—it doesn't matter the laws against guns, because guns are always going to be around. We need to start taking care of people and show, hey, man, there's a reason for you to care about that person that lives three houses down for you, or from you. Hey, man, there's a reason you guys should be nice to each other at school, because this kind of shit can be going on, man. And it's—I don't know.
1: That's a real spill. That's real spill. I feel it
0: um but anyways off of off of the politics and the cultural climate man because that there's there's enough man watch cnn for that or watch whatever news you know i I, that's it dampers so many people's mood nowadays but um so who are going back to art who are your favorite artists and why um
1: artist wise i would say
0: um, I mean, I know I'm top five, but give me top three. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I would say
1: Frida, Frida Kahlo, um, just because um, the intimacy and self awareness and self growth, um, the way she dealt with her own human suffering, mm. um, and just basically living through her art. You know, no matter what went on in her life, she con- had one thing she continued to do, which was paint. No matter how much pain or agony or whatever she was going through, she painted it. And um, that was how she um, started, you know, the basically the intimacy of getting to know herself more and better. And so I, I've loved that about her. And I think it was several times that my um in my own work where I, you know, turned to art as a medium for therapy. And um, just really painted things that I couldn't even replicate because, you know, it wasn't just a mere just channeling of just like just letting it all go. So um, I would say also um, Quentin Tarantino, I love the way he puts films together. Um, I love the way none of his films are very orthodox, Um, putting things out of order, just the way he shoots Um, some of the dialogue, not all of it. But I I would say he's a a real inspiration. He's been consistent even through his films, have remained more consistent. Um, And I would say Drake. Drake's a real big inspiration for me. He's just like, man. I mean, I don't know what can you not say about Drake. He went from fucking DeGrassi to where he's at now. And
0: yeah, man. I was one
1: of those people when Drake first came out. I was like, man, this the motherfucker from DeGrassi, man. Wheelchair Jimmy, bro. Like, why are you trying to rap?
0: Go back to fucking Nickelodeon. Bro. And then like, you heard "City Is Mine" and him just tear I, it up.
1: I heard, I heard "So Far Gone." Yeah, and I was like, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, I had to apologize. Like, out loud. Like, and just watching his career
0: develop. I think one of the great things about Drake is his honesty, you know? Yeah. I mean, he even touches on, oh, yeah, I am that kid from Degrassi. You know, look at how far I've come, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I I love my mom. I'm a mama's boy. You know, that's that, what's that line in God's plan? I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. Uh Bro, I, uh, because I'm a mama's boy. I was raised by a single (laughs) mother, too. I love that, man, you know?
1: you know his philosophy about art too. Like he's very methodical. He's a genius. The way he puts things together how he puts things out. Even like um, his perspective, like God's plan, and um, what was that the other video he did? Um, nice, nice for, what. for he what? He had, what? Yeah. And he had the director, uh, Karina Evans, who's twenty-two years old, had her direct both of those videos from her from a, fe- a young female
0: perspective. That's um, great, you man. You know,
1: just like relying on her and giving the confidence in her to just basically give her perspective. You know, I don't know how in- intensive her portfolio was before Drake, but, you know, now, you know, she's booked out for the next five years. So, you know, that's just the power and a place of compassion where he comes when he's doing a lot of these projects, you know, like to do a project where you're going to give away, you know, almost a million dollars.
0: Man, or, did that know. video choke you up or what, man?
1: It did. Bro. I watched it about four or five times. Yeah. And, you know, and like even like the stuff, even in the industry that you don't hear, like Black Boy JP. Who's this new kid who's been rapping now? And he's pretty up and coming and popping. And Drake did a song with him um that really took his career off. And he basically was like, Yeah, Drake, because you know, now to get a verse from Drake, it'll be anywhere from 50000 to to $150,000 is how mm. much it costs to get a verse from Drake. He said Drake didn't charge him nothing. Wow. Just gave it to him. I was like that was like an extension of God's plan, right? It's like, you know, he just kept going, kept giving. And, you know, he's always and the the thing about it, like people thought like, you know, why like people asked the question, why Miami? Why did he choose Miami to give all that money? There was a time where Drake, well it wasn't even Drake, it was Uncle Luke and Lil Wayne had a beef at one time because Uncle Luke was like Basically, Lil Wayne, not from Miami, he just come to the strip clubs. They don't give back to the city. They don't do nothing for the city. And so he, like, basically challenged them to give back to the city that they partying all the time. And Drake came to Lil Wayne's defense and said, hey, Uncle Luke, we are out and giving back in Miami. we just giving to the strippers. And it was like a whole thing. And so this was like Drake, like, basically full surface giving back. This conversation that happened a while back is finally, like, made its way into fruition. And that's why it was really, like, a a, a very, like, um, like, it just, it just showed, like, the honor in him. Like, wow, he was a man of his word. He, like, you know, it wasn't even Lil Wayne. It was fucking Drake that came back and paid the tab, but. Yeah. um, Mm.
0: Came back and paid the tab. I like that.
1: Yeah, so. You know, that was just another element of it. Just like all of the... under, Like, you could do the same thing with uh, This Is America
0: as we do with God's plan. It's just like so many layers of compassion of... Well, Chance know, the Rapper giving a million dollars to public schools in Chicago.
1: Yes, yes, that too. And you That's know, what that. I like,
0: man. If you're going to be at that level, if you're going to have that platform, if this many people and if this many young people are looking up to you... Then you gotta you gotta give back, man. It goes back to the community, man, and uh, and and that's what I'm really I'm I'm really interested in the Wall Collective and what you got going on there. The the fact I'm doing um I'm actually doing an event for uh the great one eighters i think it 's Yard boogie, but it 's uh June second so in a couple weeks but they 're a community based uh like uh non profit organization man and they 're teaching kids how to dance they 're teaching kids about art how to paint you know they're they 're feeding them man. and that 's That's what the hell we're we're sent here for, man, to use your gift for that. Yeah, I got to sell prints to make money for the lights over my head and to put food in my stomach, but also know that I'm spending that money on more art supplies, and I'm also spending it towards ways to help the community, you know, towards ways to give back. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I've donated paintings to to children's charities and stuff before. I did the Gibson guitars for uh, T.J. Martell Foundation, and, I mean, it's, that's what it's all about, man, and it's it's really refreshing especially at that level cuz you see people make a couple million dollars and they just disappear. Um mm-hmm. but it's really refreshing to see one an artist like Drake come as far as he has and still be killing it today harder than he ever has and mm-hmm. um and also see him give back.
1: Yeah, that's pretty dope and that's the kind of that's the the kind of trends you want to start, too. You know, there's so many negative artist trends that start, you know, with drugs and the lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to go this route. And, yeah. You know, it's like see hey, how many people want to do that. And a lot more people are into, the, like, you know, the compassion because there's growth in that. You know, there's there's honor in that. And so, you know, him taking that, that route when everybody was clearly going a different way in the game was was very honorable. I yeah. respect that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, what else do you have going on, man? Do you have uh, you you've got the art show coming up?
1: Yep. So, we just got uh, the wall art show um, next Thursday at El Camino, uh, May twenty fourth. It's going to be in Gemini season. I'm also into astrology, so if I throw like things out there, it's like kind. I've been studying it for a couple years, and so it's like a Gemini theme party. Um, because Gemini's are some of our generation's greatest creators, from um, Tupac the Notorious B.I.G., um, you know um, Kendrick Lamar. Um, there's just so many dope uh, Gemini artists. Um, and so you know it's really like a time to really just like honor like all of what they've contributed. G- uh, Kanye West, one of my favorite Gemini's, you know. And so like they they all like you can say what you want about them as people, and and a lot of them are. C- pretty controversial as people but um the music speaks for them and they've all had this body of music that is irrefutable and um you know that's one thing we can respect about you know the gemini they've, they've given us some of the greatest music that any of our generations have you know seen for a long time so um it's really just like honoring that so we i've been working on that and moving forward um i've been working on like uh different mixes like a gemini playlist um that i've been putting together i'm going to release it on spotify the night of the event so that's kind of an extension of my art as well and so um I, that's been like kind of something i've been kind of doing because for me astrology is just a way that um it just helped me with the self-discovery you know it was a way for me to understand myself better and in the pro- and how i astrology for me was how i am it like helped me to understand who how i am in this world and the in the relationship to the rest of the world like you know like okay i understand i'm this way so i shouldn't judge myself thinking too much sometimes and okay that's that's cool that's normal okay all right because you know sometimes we you know we've been in this world where we've been kind of forced into these kind of boxes some things are wrong if you think this kind of way then you something's wrong with you or you know so it's really like a way of really like taking um like, like i said building breaking down just to rebuild it in a, the information in a way that makes sense to you
0: i and think that is. i think that's super important man that's one of the uh, recurring themes in my paintings also is self you know, one of the characters is self, but from the inside out. You know, everybody everybody focuses on exterior, but not interior and internal, you know. So, um, yeah, self, knowing who you are, that's... Or, or like you said discovering and cultivating that those are very important things and uh, I don't think that a whole lot of people pay attention to themselves enough man or they're too self-centered but they're not truly paying attention to themselves or they're not trying to explore who they really are as people or as humans you know.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between self-exploration and feeding the ego. And, you know, if you're just like, you know, if you want to, if there's a self-sensiveness, it's usually just a matter of feeding the ego, um, running away from the self, if anything. Um, But when you really just get down dirty into it and do the work and you're like, okay, you know, these are some things that, you know, I have going inside of me, you know, where can I start to... um, to just figure out where, where I'm going with this or how does this benefit my life? If it benefits me at all. And it's a, it's a very intimate process that you have with yourself. Um, yeah. So basically um, that, that's just like how it was just a way I was trying to incorporate, Hey, I've been learning astrology. I'm how can I incorporate this into the public? You know, just like, because every month we do a show, there's always going to be a birthday. There's always going to be a sign. There's always going to be a similarity. So bringing people together on that common difference, it's like, oh, you're this? I'm that too. Like, you know, it's like a social gathering, but also it's like an a, a educational lesson as well. Like, I didn't even know that person was a Gemini. I feel a little bit different about them now because I'm a Gemini, right? So it's really like, um, you know, just like um, taking away, I don't know, adding another level of of art and displaying art, you know? And, um, yeah. And I mean, other than that, I really don't have like a super lot. Um, I'm supposed to be facilitating this art retreat out in Joshua tree. I usually go out there a couple times a year. That's where I live, and, man. Um, when are you coming yeah, out? Um, I'm thinking of um, June, maybe June-ish. Um, cause that's when I have the next break in my schedule. Um, so, um, June would be like a divine time to go out there anyway. Um, so I, I, definitely have like, you know, every time I go out there, I usually go out there with, um, Alonzo and I'm like, man, um, if you make sure if you could try and hit bow up, I think the last time we went out there, you were in LA doing the mural. Yeah. Um, so, um, but you know, the timing is definitely, um, on the horizon. So, um, you know, next time I, you know, I do something, definitely have you come out, just come and kick it, you know, do some mark. you know, absolutely. man. one up.
0: I'll be down, so, uh, I'm I'm coming down to San Diego, I, I need to get down there and explore the art scene a little bit, and um, yes, yes, I need definitely. to hunt for a wall in some, some public areas, so if you yeah, know of anything, we'll, we'll have a conversation after this too. But oh yeah. yeah,
1: definitely, definitely, I am um, more than, I can definitely help you with that, there are a few more places that, um, that's exciting, man, and I'll paint interest.
0: for free, man, I'll, you know, I'll get my own supplies, or if you know a place that'll pay for supplies, I'm not worried yeah. about getting paid, I'm, I just want to paint, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, and that's, you know, that's usually how abundance finds you, um, it's just that vibe, man, and you're doing it right now, you're definitely doing it.
0: Hey, you're man, definitely. we're doing it, we're doing pretty good, bro, I, uh, oh, yeah. man, thank you so much for coming on the show, I hadn't, uh, no words this thank has you been, for having me. I, I don't know. I feel like I could sit here and go on for hours with you. We've been on for a little bit over an hour now, but oh, that's we dope. could. I was like man, uh, yeah, yeah man. there's so many subjects that you that you touched on that I wanted. to – You know, it's uh, very exciting. Um, had a great time talking to you, man. We'll uh, we'll do this again really soon. We'll, we'll we'll try and get even a conference call with you and Alonzo at the same time. That'd be pretty cool. Or That'd if you guys dope. are out here next month, we'll do that shit live, man.
1: Oh, yeah, dope. That'll be even
0: doper. Oh, yeah. My birthday's the 24th, so we'll be throwing down. I'll be doing some barbecuing. i have some steaks on June the grill. June 24th? June 24th. I'll
1: definitely keep that
0: on the calendar. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it's uh, been great talking to you, brother. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Uh, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at R-X-C-H-G. That's R-X-C-H-G. Same on Twitter, but I'm not really on Twitter. I'm SoundCloud. Um, So, uh, yeah, Instagram is my primary medium. Um, I have all my contact information on there as well. So, yeah, that's where I'll be.
0: Awesome. And then the Wall Collective Art Show is next Thursday. So if you're in the San Diego area, you <laughs> you got to hit them up. you got to stop by, check it out. Um, definitely. definitely. But yeah, once again, brother, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. Yep. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of the Outside Voice Studios podcast. Take care.